all year, we are in the, this is the last Sunday in May, hard to believe. You know, five months of this year is gone. And uh, for five months, we have been talking about the supernatural. We've been talking about, uh, you know, the word the Lord gave me in, in December um, about how that 2019 would be a year of the supernatural. It would be a year that, that, that the supernatural becomes our new natural, that, that, we would, that we would walk in the supernatural. And, um, you know, I was, and, and I was getting ready. I, I'm, you know, still had some, I've still got some things I want to say about that and, and in my heart, and, and uh, I was just talking to the Lord about it. And um, I was, it was like Thursday, Thursday morning I had been praying, and uh, I'd came, I'd, I was up here at the church, and I'd been in the sanctuary praying, and I walked back to my office, and, um, and I, sat down in, I sat down in my desk, and um, and I, I just turned on, I, I just I turned my computer on and and um, was looking and I and you know with every with all the the stuff that that's going on in the the news and everything I, I you know I like to keep kind of just keep up with what's happening and I I turned on uh, I turned on and I was watching a little bit of of some uh, like Fox News or something like that and and some of the, and I was seeing some of the comments that some of the politicians were making and stuff. And I don't I don't know whether I said it out loud or whether I just had the thought. I don't even I don't even remember. I mean I don't even I don't know to be honest with you. But I just had the thought, or or and I may have spoken it out, but but it just came out of my you know just came, rose up out of me. And I thought, Lord, is there any hope for America? <laughs> you know I mean I was just like I was shaking my head at some of the stupidity I was hearing come out of Washington. You know I'm just like, and I just asked it just rose up. Is there any hope for America? And as soon as I said that, man, the Holy Spirit just quickened this on the inside of me, and and I heard the Holy Spirit, and I and it wasn't an audible voice; it was just a you know, it was just on the inside. I, I I just heard the Holy Spirit speak this to me, and he said, he said Stephen, he said when you he said when you hope in man, there is no hope. But he said, but if you hope in me, if your hope is in me, there's always hope. And man, that just, I mean, that just exploded on the inside of me. And I started, I started talking to the Lord about it, and I was just, I, I was carrying a conversation on with him and, and just praying and, and just, you know, asking the Lord some more about it. And he, he just started, he started like downloading hope into me. And just the word hope, and I, I started looking at it in the scripture, and I, I started just, you know, just looking and finding scripture. And there's all, there's all kinds of scriptures about hope in the word. But here's here's what the Lord, you know, what, what a couple of things that the Lord shared to me, uh, with me that Thursday, last Thursday morning, this past Thursday morning, that I just want to encourage you guys with, because the world has, and we every time we talk about hope, we talk about this, but but it but it bears repeating. When when the world talks about hope today, it's more of a wish, versus when when the Scripture talks about hope, and you look up the word hope in the Bible and, and you go to the Greek or, or the Hebrew and look up that word, you know, when you're talking about it from a biblical perspective, the word hope actually means this. And, and I looked it up in uh, Webster's Dictionary and, and it said the same thing in biblical dictionaries and, and encyclopedias and stuff and it'll say this. But, but hope means this. It means a confident expectation. And another definition was this, to cherish a desire with anticipation. So in other words, if you, if you have hope, biblical hope, you have an expectancy. 
If you have biblical hope, there's an anticipation that what you are hoping for is going to come to pass. Now, I've, I've, coached, uh, I've coached basketball for five years at CCA, and, and we've had good teams and we've had bad teams. And luckily, the last few years, we've had really good teams. And, and when we went into a game, when we, when I was pre- when we were preparing for a team, uh, there, you know, some of the teams that we went up against, I had an expectation. I had a, uh, and we'll, we'll call it hope, but, but I had an expectation. I had an anticipation that I knew, I mean, I just knew in my heart we were the better team, that we, were, that we had better talent, and, and, my, and, I, and I knew, I had, I had a, a, a knowing on the inside of me that we were going to win that game before it was ever played. And, um, and when we got in the game, and we played the game, and the game went as, as I expected it to go, at the end of the game, now, see, now listen guys, this, this is something the Lord showed me that this is so important. At the end of the game, I was not shocked that we had more points than the other team. I, when that final buzzer sounded, I didn't say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that we won that. Now, I've been in some games where I've said that. <laughs> but but when, there, when there was an expectation, when I had that expectation, when I had that, when I had that hope or that knowing on the inside of me that we were going to win that ball game, at the end of the game, I wasn't shocked because that was, my, that was my knowing on the inside. That was my expectation. The reality is that most Christians, they, they will tell you, and I, I've had so many people tell me this, and I've had, I've had so many conversations, I, I don't even know that I could count them. And, and even when I've prayed for people, they, they'll, the response sometimes will be, you know, the response comes back and they'll be like, you know, and, and like, you'll pray for healing, you'll pray for a, a situation, maybe a job situation or a family situation or, uh, you know, something like that. And, and, and you'll get through praying and you'll say amen. And, and, and a lot of times, a lot of times I'll, I'll end it with, you know, like if, if I'm on the phone, call, phone with them or if I'm there with them, I'll say, now I believe, I believe everything we pray and I believe it's going to come to pass just like that. And so many times, that person standing across from me or on the other end of the phone call, I hear them say this, well, I sure hope so. And almost immediately in my heart, I can tell that they really are not expecting that prayer to work. Because because if that prayer worked and, and a miracle happened for that person in that instance, they would be totally shocked that it worked. And see, here's, here's what the Lord told me. He said, Stephen, he said, he said, so many of my people have lost true hope. He said, because they, they are actually shocked when something positive works for them. They're surprised when they pray and what they pray actually comes to pass. It shocks them. They're surprised at that. And he said, they, they were really and truly not in true biblical hope. And, and so many people, and, and I was praying and I was thinking, to be honest with you, I was even, I, I went back and I was, I was thinking in my heart, in my mind, just thinking, you know, doing some introspect, introspective thinking. And I thought, you know, uh, here we are at the, almost at the midpoint of the year, five months have passed, 
And at the first of the year, I was super excited about the supernatural. I was, I was excited about it, and I was, I was you, know, you know, I mean, man, I couldn't wait to preach it. I couldn't wait to talk about the supernatural. I couldn't wait to, to you know, to, to share with you what God had been sharing with me. And, and, you know, and many of you got excited, and you were sharing testimonies about the supernatural and, and how God was doing this and God was doing that. And, and I, I just asked myself this question. Five months into this... Just with the, this is just one example, but five months into this, am I still ex, as, as excited today as I was that first Sunday that I shared that what God had spoke to me about? Because if I'm truly in hope, I would probably be more excited today than I was when I first started preaching it. If you, if, if, if everybody's sitting out here in these seats and listening to this, if you truly were, were hoping... I'm using that word from a biblical perspective. If you truly were hoping to walk in the supernatural in 2019 and for it to be your new natural, you would be more excited about it today than when I started it in January. Because expectation builds. When you start seeing, when you see one thing work, when you see two things work, when you see it start to come together, expectation builds on it. Just like the example I gave you with me coaching basketball. You know, when we started hitting our shots in the game. You know, because see, sometimes in the game, the other team might go ahead. And we played many times, I've played in many games where, where the first quarter, maybe even at halftime, the other team's like right there and they're either ahead or maybe a few points down. And knowing that we were the better team, knowing that we should be way ahead, I didn't get really that concerned because I knew... I had that expectation that at the end of the game, we would still pull it out and we would still win. And every time you see a basket go in, every time, a, uh, you know, every time a, a, they, somebody hits a shot, it builds that expectation and you start seeing it. And then you get a lead and you get a little bit more of a lead and it starts growing. That expectation in you just continues to grow. It doesn't get weaker and weaker. It continues to grow until finally that buzzer sounds and then you look at the scoreboard and, 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 and your, your comment is, I knew that. It doesn't surprise me that we scored more points than them. And in our life as a Christian, in our life with our relationship with God, how many of us have a true expectation that what God says in His Word is really going to happen in our lives? And the Lord, in, in speaking to me Thursday... The Lord told me that, he said, Stephen, he said, so many people have lost hope and they don't even know that they lost it. In other words, you are, and, and you know, and listen, we, we, I've, I've done this, I've done it more times than I care to share with you. Where the Lord speak a word to me, or, or I, 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 you know, he's, he shares something with me, and I get so excited about it, and I'm so on fire about it, and I just know God is going to do this, and I just have that expectation, and then a week goes by, and two weeks goes by, and I'm still believing, and then three weeks go by, and then I'm, I'm, I'm just getting used to just living life like I'm doing it. Four weeks goes by, two months goes by, and before I know it, I don't even think about it anymore. But if you ask me, I say, oh yeah, I'm still believing, I'm still hoping that that... That's coming to pass. But you know what? The excitement's not there. To be honest with you, the expectation is not there. Where did it lead? I don't know whether it left the first day I got it or whether it left two months afterwards. or I don't know where I lost it, 
But somewhere along the way, I lost the expectation that God was actually going to do what He said He was going to do. I, did, I didn't lose my salvation. I didn't lose my, my joy a lot of times. I didn't lose you know, uh, my relationship with God. But somewhere along the way, hope dropped. You know, Proverbs 13, 12 says this, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. You know, when, when, you, when, you, when you have an expectation and you don't see it come to pass, it, it, can, it can, to be honest with you, it can devastate you at times. But now here is what I want you to hear today. And here, I'm wanting to stir up some things in you. I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to stir up some old dreams. I'm wanting to stir up some old, some old things that God has spoken to some of you. And I'm wanting to stir your hope up again. And I'm wanting, I'm wanting you to get to the place to where you'll start, you'll really start having an expectation that God will do what He said He will do. Whether it was spoken to you this morning or whether it was spoken to you 15, 20 years ago. Time doesn't matter. Now we know, and I've taught you guys, and you guys know this, that, that you know, one of the biggest enemies to our faith is time. And the longer the time goes, the, the more diligent you have to be to keep your faith. Amen? So let me sh- I want to show you, just real quick, I want to give you about four scriptures here in Psalms. And, these, and, and man, there's so many, so many scriptures we can look. These are just three or four of the scriptures that, that I just pulled up that I want to I show you. So we're going to look at these real quick. Uh, Psalm 33, verses 18 and 19. And Josh, let's just put these up in the, uh, let's just do amplified in these just real quick for the sake of time. And then I want to focus on just a couple here at the end. But Psalm 33 verse 18 says this, Behold, the Lord's eye, the, the Lord's eye is upon those who fear Him, who revere and worship Him with awe, who wait on Him, who wait for Him, and who hope in His mercy and loving kindness to deliver them from death and to keep them alive in famine. But notice that he said his eye is upon those who fear him, who wait for him, and who hope in his mercy and loving kindness. And remember, every time I say the word hope, I want you to think about a confident expectation. I want you to think about an, an, an anticipation, uh, you know, an excitement, an anticipation that something is going to happen. It's not a wish. It's not, it's not that we're, um, you know, I was looking for another word and I couldn't really even come up with it. Wish probably is the best word I could come up with. But it's not a fantasy that we're, that this thing, that, you know, there's no way this thing can happen, but we're really, you know, quote unquote, hoping that it does. That is not the definition of hope. When, when, so when we say hope, I want you to, I, you know, we could read, we could even insert confident expectation. So let's read verse 18 again with that. He says, Behold the Lord's eyes upon those who fear Him, who revere and worship Him with awe, who wait for Him and have a confident, ex, a confident expectation in His mercy and loving kindness. Wow. His eye is on us. When we have a confident expectation in who He said He is and what He said He would do, then His eye is upon us. Isn't that awesome? Look at Psalm 42. Psalm 42, verse 5. And like I said, man, we could read so many scriptures here, but 
I'm, I'm just, I just wrote down like four this morning from Psalms. I love this scripture because David is kind of talking to himself. David, uh, you know, he's yearning. The, the, headline, the heading for Psalm 42 is yearning for God. And, and he's having this conversation. And, and Psalm, verse 1 is, as the deer pants for the water, so my, so my heart pants after you, you know. But in verse 5 he says this from the Amplified. David, David says this, he says, Why are you cast down, O my inner self, my soul, the, the King James says, and why should you moan over me and be disquieted within me? Hope in God, or have a confident expectation in God, and wait expectantly for Him. For I shall yet praise Him, my help and my God. Look at that. David, David is talking to himself. Why are you so down? Why, why are you, why are you so, uh, you know, just so, so moved out of place about this? He says, confidently expect God to do what He said He would do. Wait expectantly for Him. Don't wait passively. Don't wait wondering if God is ever going to do. No, don't don't have an attitude like have an attitude of like God said it. It's going to happen. It's mine by faith. I receive it right now. And so David said, have a confident expectation in God and wait expectantly for Him. And then David said, I will praise Him because He's my help and He's my God. Glory. Look at Psalm 62. Psalm 62, verse 5. David said this as well. David said, David said uh, my soul, wait thou only upon God... For my expectation is from Him. The, the, King, or the Amplified says, My soul wait only on God and silently submit to Him, for my hope and expectation are from Him. Amen. Wait on the Lord because, and, and submit to Him because my confident expectation is from God. Look at Psalm 71. And we can say a lot about these, but... Uh, I'm just I'm just laying a foundation just real quick to get to this this last verse I want to talk to you about. Psalm 71 says this in, in two different verses, verse five and then verse 14. In verse five, David says this: "For you are my hope, O Lord God, for that that uh, thou art my trust from my youth." That, the Amplified says, "For you are my hope, my confident expectation. You are my trust from my youth and the source of my confidence." So you might say, well, where do I get confidence from? We get it in our expectation of God. Amen. Then you skip down to verse 14, and he says this, But I will hope continually, and, and I will yet praise thee more and more. Amen. So David said, I'll have more confident expectation in you. And the more expectation I have in you, I'll praise you more and more. And as I praise you, my expectation is going to raise, so I'm going to praise you some more. <laughs> David said, listen, he talked to himself. Why, you know, why, why am I so depressed? Why am I so down? No, my hope and my confident expectation is from God. And because of that, man, then I'm going to praise Him because if I truly expect it to happen, then I'm not wondering if it's going to. I'm praising Him that it's already done. See, there's a big difference, isn't there? Look at uh, Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23, verse 17 and 18. From the uh, 
from the Amplified again, Proverbs 23, verse 17 and 18. He says this, Let not your heart envy sinners. Now don't raise your hand, but how many of you, how many of you have ever envied a sinner? You see, you see they have a nice car, they have a nice house, they enjoy nice vacations, and you're sitting over here thinking, Lord, I, here I am serving you and, and trying to do my best, and I don't have half what they have. Oh, none of y'all ever done that. Okay. All right. Well, Solomon did, because he, he told us not to do it, right? Okay. All right. So let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord all the day long. Then verse 18, for surely there is a latter end, a future and a reward, and your hope and your expectation shall not be cut off. Man, isn't that good? He said, don't envy sinners. Don't look out there and wish that you were like somebody else or wish that somebody, you know, that you had what somebody else had. He said, because if you will fear God, if you will worship God, if you'll stay true to Him, your hope, your confident expectation will not be cut off and you'll have what God said you could have. Amen. Amen. And see, somewhere along the way, so many times we lose that. We drop our confident expectation. We drop our expectancy. We drop the anticipation that every time I'm in God's presence, my body changes. Every time that I say, Father, I have His ear. Every time I pour my heart out to Him, He pours His heart back out on me. And listen, just like... Oh... (laughs) You know, uh, BJ, BJ uh, preached uh, or gave the devotions for our, um, for our athletic banquet at CCA. And, and he was calling out, man, it was so good. He was, he was talking about calling out, you know, the good in people and calling out things that are in people and calling it forth and, and seeing, seeing people like God sees them and, and you know, and, and calling out the good and calling out the, the, what's, what God has put on the inside of them. And man, it was so powerful and so encouraging. And, and uh, then uh, they said they had a chapel speaker the very next day that got up and, and in chapel the very next day. Now, he, they weren't there at the uh, banquet and, and it wasn't a response to what B.J. preached at all because he didn't even, didn't even know what he, what he said. But, but anyway, the, the, a, a guest chapel speaker came in and, and he was a former student there. And, and he, he got up and he started, and he's going to a... Uh, I don't even know if it's a Christian school that he's going to, but 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 anyway, I mean, that's, they don't matter. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, he, he came in and he started talking about, he started telling those kids, he's like, people go around saying we can be like Jesus. You can never be like Jesus. You know, that's too high of a standard. We'll never be good enough to be like Jesus. Don't even try. And I'm just thinking, you know, I, I'm thinking why... You know, when, when I heard that, I was just like, Lord, you know, who, who would... Uh, man, I'm having to watch my words here. <laughs> who, who in their right mind would serve a God who would show you an example of somebody and then say, oh, but you can never be like that? Here's my son, but guess what? You'll never be as good as my son is. Oh, he's doing miracles? Oh, you can never do miracles. That's my son. You, you, you couldn't do that. That's cruel. I mean, that's mean. Amen, it is. 
And and I was I was <laughs> I was praying about that on Wednesday when when I heard that I was praying about and I told the Lord I said Lord I said I said if people want to hear that mess then they don't need to come to destiny because I'm not going to tell them what they can't do we're going to tell them what they can do Amen. we're going to call out Jesus in them we're going to tell you that you can be like Jesus you can do the same things He did because He's because He's living on the inside of you Amen. You know, if you want to be depressed and down and, 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 you know, and just think that you're a worm and, and bottom of the earth, then maybe destiny is not the place you need to be. Because we want to tell you, you know what? God sees you differently. God sees you as His son, as His daughter. And He loves you just like He, loved, just like he loves Jesus. Come on, man. That's, that's good news. Amen. And, and so here, you know, the, the point I was making is this. You know, I want to stir you up. Joseph Morris talks about it all the time, you know, on, uh, in, in the, in, the uh, end of days update. He talks about it all the time how he said, you know, a minister told him one time, said, Joseph said, if you teach that, all you're doing is getting people's hopes up. And he's, he's like, duh. He said, I want to get people's hopes up. And, you know, hey, if you want to, if you want to call me a, a, a hope dealer and a, and a hope pusher, then call me that. Amen. Because I want to get, get your hopes up. Yeah. I want to get you believing that God can and will heal you, yeah. that He will prosper you, that He will set you free, that God still does miracles. That's good. You'll never hear me tell you that God can't do that. Because the Word says that He's still the same God today as He always was. And he, if He did it then, He'll do it today. So I want to stir you up. I want to stir your hope up to tell you that, yes, God can do what He said He will do. And not only can He, but He will. But see, there's a part that we play in that. We have to have an expectancy. We have to believe that what He said is true. And the moment I stop believing that, the moment I start believing that, that He no longer does miracles and that He no longer does those things and that God won't heal me and that God, it's not God's will to heal every time, then the moment I believe that, I empower the enemy in my life. Yeah. Because that goes against what the Word says. Now I know I know you say, well, Pastor, I'm having a hard time and I'm going through a I'm going through a tough time and and you know and I just you know I've been believing God and I've been asking God and I've been doing this and and you know God didn't do what He said He would do when I asked Him and and you know and, and we hear all this all the time and people people are constantly blaming God for for things that happen. I heard you know I mean just the the mentality of people. I heard you know there was another tornado last last night in Oklahoma. And, I mean, they've been having some real rough weather this, this past week and multiple tornadoes. And I heard on the, I, I just read a report this morning where somebody said, somebody said that uh, uh, his house got destroyed and, and one of his neighbors even got killed. And, and, and his, his response to the, news, to the news anchor was, he's like, yeah, well, uh, you know, well, God just, God just decided that he needed my house more than me. And I'm thinking... <laughs> Okay, so God's going to destroy your house because He needed it more than you. And I just, you know, and I, I mean, sometimes you just wonder, you know, what, where these people get their thoughts from. Because that goes so against everything that the Word says. 
But see, when people... But remember, in, in Proverbs, we saw that in Proverbs 13, where it said that hope deferred makes the heart sick. What happens when you lose your hope, your soul starts getting sick. Yeah. And you start believing things that aren't true. And you start believing that you now you just have to suffer with this disease. Now you just have to suffer with uh, with poverty. Now you just have to suffer with these with these people at work because God just wants you to go through it. God's trying to just teach you something by breaking your leg or by putting cancer on you. You see, that's a sick that's a sick thought. And when you lose your hope when you lose your confident expectation that God is who He said He is and that He's the God, He's still the God of this Bible, you'll start having sick thoughts. And when you have sick thoughts, you'll start living a sick life. And you might say, Pastor, how do I, you know, I mean, how do you overcome that? Well, I want to show you one verse in, uh, here in Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. Now, this, this is a, we could read this whole chapter because this was Paul, you know, talking about Abraham and, and recounting the story of Abraham, how God told him, you know, that, that, or, you know, that he's the father of faith and God gave the promise to him. And, and, man, you can read that whole thing. But for the sake of time, I just want to jump down to verse 18 right now, and I want to pull this out. Let's, and, and I want to, let's look at it from the, from the King, uh, King James first, and then I've got... I've got about seven or eight different translations. I want to show you some wording out of it. But in, in uh, Romans 4.18, this is very familiar, very familiar scripture to everybody here probably. It says this, Who against hope, talking about Abraham, who against hope believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which, he, that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Now we know that what he was talking about there was that God spoke to him before he had any kids and told him you're going to be, and actually changed his name from Abram to Abraham, and meaning that he was not only going to be a father, but when he changed his name to Abraham, it was the father of nations. So at the time he did that, Abraham had no children. So how in the world, why in the world would God call him the father of nations when he had no kids? Then God gives him a kid, he has Isaac, and when Isaac becomes a teenager, somewhere in, you know, 12 to 18, 20 years old, somewhere in that neighborhood, God wakes Abraham up one day and says, Abraham, you know your son that you love so much? Yes, sir, I, I, Isaac, I thank you again for giving him to me. I, you know, that's such a blessing. Well, take your son, take, it, take him to a mountain, I'll show you, and offer him as a sacrifice. Uh, God? He was my promise. You know, you said that I was going to be a father of nations. He's he's the the offspring. You know, he's my seed. God doesn't say anything. So what does Abraham do? The next morning, Abraham packs up and says, let's go. Goes on a three-day journey, finds the mountain that God tells him, goes up the mountain, and tells he and, and now there's all kinds of language in that that that'll show that Abraham had a hope. Abraham had a confident expectation that what God said, that God said he would be the father of nations and he would come through Isaac. He had a hope because as he was going, he stopped at the place and he told his servants that were with him, he said, he said you guys stay here, me and the lad's going to go worship and we will be back. God had told, but, but God had told him, go sacrifice your son. 
But he told his servants, we will be back. Why? Because he had hope. He goes up to the mountain. They're on the way up there. Abraham's carrying the fire. Or Isaac's probably carrying the wood. And Isaac looks around and says, Dad, said, I see the wood and I see the fire. Where's the sacrifice? Abraham says, son, and I, listen, I don't think it's, I don't think it's uh, a coincidence that he said this, but, but Abraham even said, son, God will provide himself a sacrifice. See, because Abraham was the picture of Jesus being, of God offering Jesus as a sacrifice. They get up there, they build the altar. We, we're not told of a, of a struggle, of an encounter. All we're told is that they build the altar. Abraham takes his son, lays, lays Isaac on the altar, pulls the sword out, lifts it up, and on the way down, God interrupts and says, Abraham, Abraham. And I don't, think it, I don't think it startled Abraham. I think Abraham knew that at some point God was going to interrupt. As a matter of fact, later on it tells us that Abraham even made this statement or, or had this thought. He said, even if God has to raise him from the ashes... I'm walking off this mountain with Isaac. Amen. Now, think, now that's confident expectation. If I kill him and I burn him and he turns into ashes, before I walk out of here, those ashes are going to come back to human form and Isaac and I are going to come off of here. Man, that's pretty strong faith. That's why, that's why he's called the father of faith. Right? That's the story of Abraham. And we know that you know, God stopped him and, and he said and, and God told him, you know, now I know that you, you will have already you've already gave it, given your son. And and he didn't have to kill him. And they walked back off the mountain and sure enough, just like he said, they came back to their servants and went back and and we know that, that he was blessed. So but now I want to just listen to a couple of these translations from the message translation. Now listen this is an incredible verse. Listen to this, listen to this. Because I want to focus on this one verse. I want to read some other translations too. But listen to the message translation. We'll put it up there in the message. Now listen to this. When everything was hopeless, did you get that? Everything was hopeless. Abraham believed anyway. Deciding to live... Now, oh, I love this. Listen. Deciding to live not on the basis of what he saw he couldn't do, but on what God said that he would do. Let that sink in. That Abraham believed anyway, even when he was hopeless. When, when, when it was a total, I mean, you know, it looked completely hopeless. Abraham didn't believe in what he, what he couldn't do, but he believed in what God could do. Man, that is so good. And so he was made the father of a multitude of peoples. God himself said, you're going to have a big family, Abraham. <laughs> Amen. Now listen to just a couple other verses here. From, uh, this is from the Living Bible. It says, So when God told Abraham that he would give him a son who would have many descendants and become a great nation, Abraham believed God, though such a promise just couldn't come to pass. Abraham didn't know how it could come to pass, but he believed God anyway. He had a hope. He had a confident expectation from God's Word translation, it says, When there was nothing left to hope for, Abraham still hoped and believed. The Good News translation says, Abraham believed and hoped even when there was no reason for hoping. Amen. 
um, this is the New Century Version, says, There was no hope that Abraham would have children. But Abraham believed God and continued hoping. And so he became the father of many nations. The Phillips translation says, Abraham, when hope was dead within him, went on hoping in faith, believing that he would become the father of nations. The Weymouth says, under utterly hopeless circumstances, he hopefully believed. Under utterly hopeless circumstances, he hopefully believed. The... uh, Today's English version says, Abraham believed and hoped even when there was no reason for hoping. The Passion Translation says, Against all odds, when it looked hopeless, Abraham believed the promise and expected God to fulfill it. Against all odds, and it looked hopeless, he still believed the promise and he expected God to fulfill it. The Voice translation says, Against the odds, Abraham's hope grew into full-fledged faith that he would turn out to be the father of many nations, just as God had promised. What I I wanted you to see, what I want you to see, through all those translations and through those different versions is this. You may feel like you're in a hopeless situation right now. You may think, man, everything's stacked up against me. The doctors have said this. It's been years since this happened. It's been years since that's happened. It's been everybody saying this. Everybody's doing this. This is the way I feel. This is what's going on. Even when your situation looks hopeless, if you will just believe, there's still hope. If you will just turn your, turn your doubts into beliefs, Now listen, you say, Pastor, I've tried it, I've believed God, I did this, I did that, I I trusted God to do this and He didn't do it, and I'm just not going to try that anymore. Well, guess what? You're wrong. You know, if you want to receive anything from God, you've got to have hope. You can't stop believing. Well, Pastor, why is it taking so long? You know what? I don't have all the answers. Nobody on this earth has all the answers. But the one that has the answers on the inside of us, he knows. But here's the the part that every one of us, you, me, everybody sitting here listening to this, here's the part that we have to do. When, When it looks utterly hopeless, when there is no hope, when everything in the natural tells you that it can't be done, then you have to continue believing that what God said will come to pass. The doctors may be telling you that that you know your medical situation is hopeless. Well, we know a, we know the great physician. The the banks may tell you that that you know you're bankrupt and there's no way you can come out of it financially. You know what? We know the great banker. You know the world. Everybody may be telling you you're so addicted and you're so you're so strung out on stuff that there's no hope for you. Well, guess what? I know the addiction breaker. Come on. I mean, there's still hope. There, you, no, if you're sitting, listening, if you're breathing, if you're, your heart is still beating, there is still hope. If you will put your hope in Him, your confident expectation, you have to believe that God is a healer, a deliverer, a, 
a, a Savior, whatever it is you need in your life today, you have to have a confident expectation that, and an anticipation that that is going to come to pass in your life. Listen, faith is not a wait and see. Faith is not a one day God's going to do something. Faith is now. And faith is believing. You know what? Even if I've been believing for 20 years, faith is still getting up every day saying, God, I believe today's the day. God, I receive it right now. I believe this moment. I believe this service. I believe this moment in time on, on May 26, 2019, I believe today is the day that, that I'm going to receive whatever it is that you need right now. Yes. To have a confident expectation. And you might say, Pastor, I've tried that, I've done that. But see, that's your problem. You, you've tried it. You just try, Hoping is not trying. Hoping, having a confident expectation is a belief. That God has already done it. Amen. So accuse me today of just trying to get your hopes up. Because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get your hopes up. I'm trying to get you to hope and to expect and to believe that God, that God will heal your body today. I'm trying to stir you up. I'm trying to get you to believe that today is your day of breakthrough. I'm trying to get you to believe that today is the day that God's going to turn that situation around. That relationship, that, that, you know, the job situation. That when you go into work tomorrow or Tuesday or whenever you go back into work, that things are going to be different this time. Well, Pastor, you know, it, it just, I've, I've got my hopes up so many times, I'm, I just don't want to be disappointed again. Well, I'm trying to stir you up to where you won't be disappointed. To where, whether, whether, whether you see it today or whether you see it in 10 years, you're still going to have a confident expectation that God will do what He said He'll do. You see, it's not about time. It's not about, it's not about you know, getting, getting God to answer our prayers right now on this very second. It's a matter about belief. You know, I love the, uh, what, what's, that, what's that statement Bill Johnson says? You know, when you're, when you're willing to stand forever, you won't have to stand very long. In other words, when you make that dedication in your heart that, you know what, I'm going to keep my hope, I'm going to keep my confident expectation until the day I die. If I die, you know, when I die, I'm going to be, still be believing God for my healing. Amen. You know, when you have that attitude and you, and you say, you know, regardless of what happens, I still believe God, that's the moment that God can do something in your life. Amen. Because you have that confident expectation. And, and, you know, going back to what the Lord's given us for this year, I want to stir you guys up again. I, I don't want us to lose uh, the, the anticipation or the, the excitement about walking in the supernatural. I want to keep stirring you up and telling you that, that if we're going to walk in the supernatural in 2019, we have to have hope. We have to have a confident expectation that God speaks to us, that God, that God you know, that He moves and He answers prayers and that He hears us when we pray. Man, I'm I'm a I'm you know I'm a good news preacher. Amen. Amen. I want to bring you the good news. Yeah, now there's some tough things in good news because sometimes we have to change, and sometimes sometimes God requires us to to change in order to to receive things. But it's still good news. Amen. 
So, man, I, I just I, I want to I want to I want you walking out of this place today full of hope, full of an expectation that God is who He said He is in this book, and that He'll do what He said He would do in this book, and that you can have what He said you can have. You can do what He said you can do. And that you are who God says you are. Now the first, the first key to all of that is having a relationship with Jesus. You know, and, and keeping that relationship strong. And it's not just a one-time thing, but it's an everyday relationship. It's a every-moment relationship. To where, you know, moment by moment, we're trusting in Him. And we're relying on Him. Amen. Let's stand to our feet just for a moment. Let's bow our heads and stand to our feet. Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands up, and I just want to pray a prayer over you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Father, my prayer this morning over this, this your people, Lord, is that as we walk out of this building today, Father, that on the inside of every one of us, that hope will have been restored. That hope will have been stirred up. That, Lord, every one of us will walk out of here with a confident expectation that you are who you said you are. And that you would do what you said you would do. That means, Lord, that today, I believe, Lord, everyone walking out of this place today is healed from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Lord, I have a confident expectation that bodies, Father, that bodies are changing right now. Father, organs and muscles and tissue and, and, and uh, bone. And, Father, whatever, whatever else needs to change, Father, I believe it's changing and adjusting and, and even new parts are being grown. Lord, if that's what needs to happen. Lord, now I believe that. I believe, Lord, that it's, it's Your will for every believer, for every person to walk in the, the, the full healing of, of that, that was provided for it at Calvary. So, Lord, I, my belief is just like when the children of Israel walked out of Egypt that night, the Bible said there was not one feeble among them. And, Lord, my belief, and I believe that, that many in here will hook their faith up with mine, our belief this morning, Lord, is that there, there won't be one feeble person walk out of this place today. But strength will be restored. Health will be restored. Hearts will beat normal. Lungs will breathe normal. Joints will move normal. Livers and stomachs and, and pancreases will function properly. Thank you for that, Lord. Father, I believe that, that you, are, you are a God that's more than enough. Father, I believe that people's finances, Father, will be changing right now. Father, I believe that increases and bonuses and unexpected finances will, are coming into people's, ministry, people's lives right now, Father. 
Father, those that have tithed and given and sowed and been faithful, Lord, my prayer is that, Father, that the that wave upon wave of blessings will come back on them. Father, I've, I've, I have a confident expectation, Father, that you are the addiction breaker. Father, any addictions that are in this place today, that are, that are hanging on to these people today, in the name of Jesus, we, we call those broken in Jesus' name. Every stronghold will be pulled down and tore down. Pornography, alcohol, drugs. Broken in Jesus' name. Depression, anxiety, fear, gone in the name of Jesus. Lord, I believe that as we walk out of here today, Father, I have a confident expectation that everybody that walks out of this building today that have heard these words, Lord, that we will be a true representation of Jesus Christ today. Father, that that these hands all over this building today, Lord, these hands will heal the sick. These hands will cast demons out. These hands, Father, will bring will bring uh, life to people's dead bodies. Because, Father, we represent You. We're ambassadors for You. Thank You, Lord. Father, every promise that's in the Word, Father, we just receive it today. I have a confident expectation, Father, that we are promise receivers. Father, you're the promise keeper. We're just receiving those promises. I thank you for that. I pray blessings, Lord, over each one. Whatever need, whatever need is in this house today, Lord, my prayer and my confident expectation this morning is that that need is met. Father, that nobody will walk out of here with an unmet need. So, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, we just receive that. And if you, if you agree with that and you, you believe that with me, then let's just, let's just say this. Just say, Lord, Lord my, hope, my hope, my confident expectation, my confident expectation is, in you is in you and you alone. And you alone. I, believe it, I believe it. I receive it. Right now, now. in Jesus' name, name. amen, amen, Amen. Amen. I believe things change today. My hope, now listen, my hope is that every one of you get this. My confident expectation is that we walk out of here different than we walked in. And you go out of here telling people that all I am is a hope hope pusher. Go ahead, tell them. (laughs) Tell them if they need hope, come to destiny. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Tell them if they need their faith built up, come to destiny. Amen. Because that's what we're about here, building your hope and and your faith up. Amen. So God bless you guys. Hey, remember tonight at 5 we have the leadership meeting. If you're in leadership or want to be a part of leadership, come out. We're going to have ice cream Sunday. It's going to be 97 degrees today. Come enjoy some, some, some cold ice cream. Amen.